and welcome to Tea Time with Docs Josh, where we will sip the tea with our pinkies up and talk all things sophisticated. Bitch, please! <laughs> sophisticated, my ass, honey. You better get ready, because this tea's coming in hot. Well, hello, you beautiful people of the world. It's your boy, Docs Josh, and welcome to Tea Time with me. Today's episode is Unapologetically Me, Part 2. Oh yes, you already heard the ridiculousness that was Part 1. And last week, we all were sitting there talking about like, you know, you see this crazy, unfiltered, unapologetically me talks Josh that like motivates and this, that, and the other and speaks it like it is and spills the tea and all that stuff. But he wasn't always that person kind of went through some shit to get him to be that person. And we kind of talked about some of that last week. And we talked about through like growing up and being stationed. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Just go listen to episode one. You'll understand. And just going through elementary school and then middle school and the cluster that that is with all the hormones. So, and now with episode two, we're going to take a trip down memory lane, honey. And tackle the monster that is high school, and we're gonna get into some college. We're gonna get in some some deep shit here. We gonna we gonna spill some tea, honey. Okay, so let's go. Buckle in, and just prepare yourself. <laughs> and now we're here in high school. I honestly don't even know like where to even begin about high school. I had a blast. Don't get me wrong. Some of it I blocked out. I don't even remember. I don't even know that I had blocked it out. Like, I can't, I can't remember half of it. It's like, what is going on? But God, I thought middle school was rough. High school was scary as fuck, people. Lord, I got so nervous, like, for the first year, like, there, my freshman year, like, I would get, <laughs> get so nervous that I'd have my mom, I'd be like, Mom, I've got to poop. And I can't poop in the stall because boys will look at you and then they'll make fun of you. And then I'm like, because why? I don't get it, but here you are. So I'd make her drop me off at the Dairy Queen across the street. And I would literally like spend 20 minutes in there trying to like poop my guts out because I was so nervous. And then I would get to school and I'd try to feel better, but then I'd end up going to school or getting in class and then my tummy would hit again. You guys are going to meet Irene. I got IBS and that's, you You go meet Irene. We're going to talk about Irene. That's what, that's what we named her. But she was a bitch back in the day. And I would go in there in the like, middle of the class, and then you try to use the bathroom. The English teacher was like, no, you cannot. And I'm just like, well, it's either I go to the bathroom, sweetheart, or I'm going to take a massive shit in the middle of your room. So your choice is yours. Just go ahead and choose wisely. Because I'm going to do either or. But it was just like, oh, God, it was a scary place. Like, you know, like, here, I was fresh meat. Fresh meat. And the upperclassmen, holy Jesus, half of them. Well, that's whenever I was like, God, these boys are hot. And I was like, oh, this is dangerous. I'm like, what is this? But these upperclassmen were also really mean. I was lucky because my stepbrother was like one of the popular kids. He was like the pitcher for the the baseball team. And like Mr. Sports and Mr. Abercrombie and Mr. You know, popular. And so like that kind of helped me like know some of the upperclassmen. But they were nice to me face value. But they were mean cunts back behind my back. Like, oh, my God, it was terrible. So anyways, I'm like, oh, they're so mean. Like, this is crazy. And then like some of my middle school friends, you know, you know, you lose some of them, you keep some of them. And some of them turned on me, like, I think because they, and then they started making fun of me. They started calling me names and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, well, whatever. You know, just mm, choke on a bag of dicks is all I got to say. But God, if I could, if I only knew that saying back then, I would like, it. Would, oh my God, I would have taken over the world with it. But anyways, 
But I was like, you know, kept that mentality. Just be this person that everybody wants you to be. Be that popular kid and you'll be just fine. Like everything will be cool. You know, I had my close friends throughout my four years of you know, high school and all that stuff. But even then, like whenever I kind of knew what was going on, that's whenever I was like, okay, this is a gay thing. And I got to pray it away. I got to pray it away. Jesus, take, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Like, you know what I mean? But it would never go away. And I had these close friends that I wanted to tell so bad. But I, and I probably could have looking back on it. Actually, they've sent me messages and I'm like, Josh, you could have always talked to me back then. I'm just like, yeah, I know that now. But back then, it was scary as shit because you could have easily outed me or told one little person and that got word back to word, back to word, all the way to my parents. And then here I am homeless. And oh my God, like that was terrifying to me. So, anyways, I got, I got involved. I got the band was my thing, band and music. That was my escape. Tennis was my sport. That was my hangout session with my best friend, Leah. Oh, love her to death. Um, I did student cancel. I did beta club, interact club. You name the club. I, I, like sewing club. I was like, let's just club it up. Let's just try to live the best life we can, honey. Um, and I did. I, I dated girls. I'm pretty sure I dated the, a girl named Sarah. She was a sweetheart. I still am friends with her today. She is beautiful. And was this a sweet, she was the love of my life, one of my first kisses. And our song was Angel of Mine. God, if she's listening to this, she's going to start horse laughing. But, um, and then I actually had a pretty serious one that I loved, like, and still do. Her, Kelly, she is, she was phenomenal. She was beautiful. She was kind. She was sweet. She was smart. She was everything, like, that you would look for in a wife. Because that's what you do in East Tennessee in high school is you find your wife by the time you're senior. And then you get married after that. And then you probably have like one or two kids and then you end up divorced and that's what you just do. But Kelly, I like, you know, I dated her and it was, it was great. Like I truly cared about her, but thank God, I, ooh, I thank God for the religion thing. It was like, oh no, we can't do that. We have to wait till marriage. <laughs> that is what I'm most thankful for in life. Cause I just like, I mean, there like there were like false ones there. I was like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like make out with your and like, and then you're just supposed to like touch and touch the the girls up top and like, you know, we're just gonna fill those a little bit. And yes, I'm rubbing the microphone. And then we're supposed to go downstairs and do God only knows what. Like if I had Siri back then, I'd be like, um, Siri, I have no clue what to do. Can you please show me a roadmap? But I was like, I don't know what my hand's supposed to do. Like all this stuff, but all these things that you're supposed to do. And I like, I was just like, why am I not getting like a bodily response to this? Why is there not a desire to do this? But I was like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, but ugh. so I was like, thank God for that excuse. It was so good. I was just like, we've got to wait. God's watching. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> but, but that didn't stop me when scholarship ball came around. I had my first true gay experience and it was the first time somebody ever told me that, yeah, they feel the exact same way that I do. They had thoughts about boys that I did. And it's like, what? I'm not this freak of nature. What? You, huh? And it was like, awesome. And, you know, like, but then I was just like, oh, honey, you got to squash that, that like angel and demon side things like coming at me. I was like, nope, you got to squash that, sweetie. No, 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 no. Like, and I, I did things and then like it would get in the middle of it and like kind of start to explore things. And then I would start to feel really, it would start to feel really good. And then I was like, oh, then I feel really guilty. And I was like, oh, all that ingrained in me, all that stuff that I was told to believe would pop up and it would just be like, Ugh. So back in Scholars Bowl, honey, I was learning a little bit more than just facts, if you know what I mean, but it's fine. But yeah, that's when I had my first little experience. And it freaked, it was, it was like this torn person. It was like, oh, this is fabulous. This feels right. This is how I'm supposed to feel about girls. But look at that 
thing that is beautiful. It's not an ugly, bloody hatchet wound that never healed, aka a vagina. So I was like, it's pretty. And I, ha ha. But then I was like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. So it was just this like torment that I was like, okay, I know what I like now, but I can't like it. So I got to go just like tuck him away. You know, that little pretty little envelope. We're just going to tuck him away again. So, you know, it just like, and that kind of happened all throughout high school. I had a few more experiences and actually one I'm going to talk about later. And another episode, God, there's so many episodes planned out, but like I, I got really mean and I turned into like, you know, as I go went through, I still try to be the popular kid, which I ended up becoming. And in the popular kid, I kind of become mean and like to another gay person in high school. And, but it's only because they knew about me and I had to make them believe that I was going to beat the shit out of them if they said anything. It was terrible. It was probably one of the th biggest regrets of my entire life. And we'll talk about that in a later episode. You'll probably need a lot more vodka for that and some Kleenex, but it's fine. But it was like, I just squashed this person so deep because it really became evident in high school. Like it was not okay. My parents would not have been okay with it. I'd been kicked out of the house. Like, so I thought, like in my head, like I was like, you will lose everything. Like this was like the worst possible thing that could happen. So you're just going to continue to be this person. That's not you, you know? And everything was fine. Everything was fine. You know, become the popular kid. I was that senior. I become drum major. And so, you know, I was at lead music and head, head up football games. And all the students were like, Josh, play this, play this. And like got involved with tennis more and, you know, just all the clubs and became presidents and clubs and all this stuff. And it was just really, really, it was, it was good. I had a good time in high school, um, <clears throat> minus the bullying and everything. Um, that was this one time, okay, we're going to talk about him. You know, after I had my first experience, but then my junior year, I went to this little college thing for music and I got first chair saxophone. Yes, saxophone, that's what I play. You may hear it at some point. That was my first degree, Vanderbilt. Here we go, woohoo. Um, but it was this guy and I'm still friends with him today. His name is Mitch and I got first chair and then I noticed this group of people just kind of looking at me like out in the audience and I'm like, why are they staring at me? Do I have something on my face? Like, I know I'm fat, stop looking at me, it's fine. But then this hot, beautiful specimen comes up to me and like I felt things that I never felt before. And I was like, whoa, what is that? And he was so pretty. He was perfect. But comes find out, he was like, so you're the little mini me that everybody's telling me about. He was the main saxophone player for that college at the time and, and all this stuff. And he, I just could barely talk because he was so fucking handsome. I just was like, <laughs> I like literally turned into that girl. But he paid attention to me. And then he wanted to go bowling with us. And then he wanted to get, like, you know, kind of hang out and all these things. And I was like, okay. And then here I am with this person with my high school band friends. And they're all looking at me like, uh-huh. And it's luckily all people that like knew, you know, but they're looking at me like, what is going on? I'm looking at him like, I don't know. Like, even though like deep inside, I'm like, all I want to do is just sit on his face right now. But it, it was just crazy. And I was feeling things. And then he would like, I'm pretty sure, no, did we have text then? No, I don't think we had text at that point. Did we have text? I can't remember. Oh my God. Did he text me? No, I think we, no, yes, I think we were, or it was a pager one, but he would like message me. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? He was like, he really wants to hang out again. And then we have their concert and then I'm about to leave. And then he comes up to me again with this little CD and it was purple on the back and it was see-through and it was a CD of him playing saxophone with this little handwritten letter. And I was like, oh my God, like my heart was pounding out of my chest. And I was like, and then he gave me a hug and I was like, oh my God what is this feeling so sudden, so new? Yes, wicked. I mean, hello. It was that. And I was like, I've never felt this before. 
And little did I know that was totally infatuation. You know, I, what all these other high school people feel, you know, that I've never really truly felt. So anyways, I get this letter and it's like, it's a beautiful letter of like, you know, talking about like him and it was a pleasure to meet me. And like, he hopes that I did like all these things. And it was kind of an undertone of like hinting at the gay thing, but like he was always there to talk. He gave me his number. I shat myself a little bit, but I was like, oh my God, here we go. Like, I'm starting to feel this person inside of me that like, I don't know who it is, but I kind of like this, but I'm terrified of it. So anyways, like I, it was the first time I ended up calling him and listen to the CD, like it was beautiful. Actually, one of the songs that would forever change my life, Aeolian song is the name of it. I ended up playing it in college myself. But here is this guy, and he calls me on the phone, and he flat out asks me, are you gay? No. Oh, God, no. Me? No. No, not at all. Let me deepen my voice. We call him Brett. Um, no, I'm not gay at all. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, are you sure? And then I and then I kind of like opened up a little bit. And that was the first time I'd ever really kind of, I was like, well, you know, I was like, mm. he was like, no, okay. But I was just like, no, but I'm not gay. No, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little face thing. You know, just totally played it off. Didn't get nothing of it. But I was just like, ooh, I'm in trouble. That was the first time that I was like, Josh, you're in trouble. Like, what is this? Like, what is this? You, you, this is, this is bad. And it like depressed me. Cause I was just like, God, like I've been trying to pray this away. Like, what is this? So, but you know what? I'm just going to tuck that away in that little envelope. So with a kiss and I'm just going to go and be in my happy little self because that's not who I am. I'm this person. You know what I mean? And so that was just like how high school. And then I remember the breaking point was my senior year. Like I was in English class and there was this person, fucking dick, in the middle of class, teacher did nothing. But like we were doing, I like ended up reading like a passage of the the thing that we were reading. And then like he calls me a queer in the middle of class for no, for no reason. Just, and then continue, and I'm just like, excuse me. And then he keeps on and I'm like, and the, so I'm just like, and the teacher does nothing. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, and it was the first time that I felt so like, like mad, but I, I, I was obviously mad at him, but I was more like angry that like, I was trying to be this person so hard that, and I squished this person, this person I didn't know, AKA the gay thing, so deep down inside of me, how are these people still fucking seeing this? Like, how are they seeing this side of me that like, I'm trying so hard to squash, but no matter what I do, like they're still making fun of me. They're still doing these things. And I was just like, I was just really angry that like I couldn't hide it enough to stop being bullied. And that was really rough. That was a, that was a really rough moment for me. Ooh, I'm going to add some more vodka to my tea after that one. Let me take a little sip, sip. Mm. Oh, Lord. Not for that sappy bullshit. Because guess what? High school was still fun. I had a blast. And at the end of it, I was able to give the big middle finger. I was like, fuck all y'all motherfuckers. Ended up getting a full ride to Vanderbilt. Full ride on music. I was really good at saxophone. Like, I was really good at music. And, but I was told, I, here I am, like, top of my class. And I was told by, like, my English teacher, like, I'll never forget her. I won't use her name, but it's fine. And she was just like in the humiliate, like I'm like honor student, like like highest grades. Like in the middle of it, she was she saw me carrying the Vanderbilt thing, and the 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 catalog, and she stopped English class in front of all my peers, and she was like, 
are you you applying to Vanderbilt? I was like, yeah, that's where I want to go. And she was just like, really? She goes, sweetie, you'll never make it. She said that in the middle of class. I was like, the fuck? Like, and I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure I will. I've got, I'm like, the valedictorian. Like, I've got the highest grades. Like, I, like, what, huh? Like, I'm, say again? Fuck you. You know, it's like, really? She just in front of the entire class. And I was just like, ugh. And then it was a wonderful day. The day that I got, I got the let the acceptance letter. And then I saw that I got the full ride. I thought it was just the first year. And then I was like, boom, I made copies of that bitch, honey. I highlighted it. I started. And I literally just said, look what prayer can do. And hard work. And good grades. You're welcome. Put that shit in her teacher's box. <laughs> Take that. Choke on a bag of dicks, sweetie. But I was, I was like, oh my God, like the fact that she did that, I was like, it blew my mind. But anyways, at honors night, I remember like getting there, they had somebody that had previously went to our high school come up and do the awards. And that's when I found out that I got like a $260,000 scholarship. It was something astronomical. And like the entire audience like gasped and I gasped. I about like fainted. I didn't know. My mom didn't know. We just thought we had the first year paid for and we were going to figure the rest out. But no, I got a full ride. I was so blessed with that. So you know what? Through through thick and thin, through all the bullshit and stuff, I think I think it turned out to be a success story. So you know what? Cheers to that. Clink and drink. Here we go. Ooh, this tea with vodka, honey, is really good. It's like a blueberry tea with some blueberry vodka in it. Ooh, God, that's delicious. So there's my little journey. And you'd think that like, okay, now he's at Vanderbilt. Like, he's going to be himself. Like, mm, that was the start of it. So let's dive right in. So I remember like it was yesterday when I finally moved to Nashville, Tennessee and took the drive over and I was like, oh my God, I am never going to be coming back to his, like, I'm, I'm like not going back home with them. Like, they're dropping me off. This is not a test run. This is not an audition anymore. This is the real shit. And I was like, I am just this old country kid that has never been out of East Tennessee before. <laughs> like, I think I'd been to Atlanta and, and like Disney World. Like, that's about it. And I was like, oh God. So here we go. I was a mama's boy at heart, still am. But anyways, I go to freshman year movie in. It was a sad day. Like, luckily I'd met at Allstate Band that year, my hallmate, Matt. Matt, buddy, if you're listening to this, you were my my thick and thin throughout entire college. And I don't think I could have survived it without you. You mean more to me than you will ever know, buddy. Um, but we we decided to be homemates. I didn't do the roommate thing. I was very blessed. And so we were homemates. So it made it a little bit easier. But she dropped me off and then like lost my shit. Like, I mean, cried a Titanic movie's worth of tears. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want to go. My mother, she lost her shit. And here we are. And, but then I immediately went to band practice and it was all good. Like, it was awesome. It was scary at first because I was like, God, it was a lot bigger than our band. I think we had like 200 people or whatever, 180 or something like that. And my little band back home, you know, tiny but there's all these people and then but it was immediately like i met all the saxophone section they were quirky and dumb as shit and i loved them they were funny and like and then all of a sudden like i was you know i was always kind of like a fun guy back in high school or whatever but like all of a sudden like i'm like this person like that's happy and like laughing and making people laugh more and that's not truly my user stuff. I'm trying to like, you know, just be quiet a little bit and trying to play. But like, it was like almost something like a veil had lifted. I realized that I had the freedom 
I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm away from East Tennessee. And it's totally okay to be myself. There's this whole side of myself that I kind of like squash down. But you know what? I'm not at home anymore. But here's the thing is that was the guy that I only knew. That was all that I knew. So I was like, okay, maybe I can be something different. But honestly, that's all I knew. I had no clue who this person who I am today or that person that was living inside of myself, you know, was. So I was this facade of a human of the result of my raising. You know what I mean? Like, but I noticed something was different. Like I was a little bit more, like I feel a little bit more free. And the freedom, I kind of started to find myself a little bit. You know, I still dated the girls thing. I remember like the two drum majors. Oh my God, like everybody thought I was having sex with one, but really we were just inside watching drum corps. I loved her to death. Rachel, I love you so much. And then Caitlin was the other one, or Catherine, sorry, good God. Sorry, Catherine. Um, but they were both so pretty. And like Catherine and I, I mean, gorgeous. You know, like it was, you know, Kelly and I had ended up like separating. After, this was after uh, Kelly and I had ended up separating. That ended. Um, <clears throat> and I was still dating the girl. She was Mormon and I'm pretty sure she was wanting it. And I'm pretty sure I tried to want it, but I was just like, Ooh, I just don't know. We'd make out. But then I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what to do. Help me, Lord, help me. Um, but it was just fun. So I still, I still was this person of my raising, but I noticed I was funny. I felt funny. I had great friends <clears throat> and I had a lot of friends and I felt my friends that I'm still friends with till this day. But this time it felt right. Like I had my close friends from high school that I still keep in touch with and I still kept in touch with through, you know, college and still to this day. But like something felt right. And I didn't quite know what it was, but like it was me. Like I was starting to be this, the blossoming of a fucking unicorn. And I loved it. You know what I mean? And it was, it was the first time that I was just like, hmm, fuck what you heard. Fuck my raising. It's time to explore this person. We're going to get to know what in the hell this side of these people are. And little did I know that it would start the journey to finding me. You remember, Mitch, what we talked about a little bit earlier? My first little boy crush? Well, I just realized, you know, like by senior year of high school, I went back and he had a boyfriend and I got really jealous. And it was his boyfriend there. And I was just like, I got sad. It was sadness, not really jealousy. But I was like, oh. And then I was just like, oh, I want to be that person. I want to be, I wish I was that person. Oh, he's pretty too. Maybe I could, <laughs> like all these thoughts right through my head. So senior, I was just like, okay, well, whatever. Because obviously nothing's going to happen that. I'm in high school. My God. But anyways, I go back and I realized there was one day that I was like, oh my God, he's close. He goes to school an hour away from me. And I shit you not, I was at Blair School of Music and I lived a mile away from my dorm. I remember that and I walked specifically home to reach out to him. And I kid you not, he had emailed me. I was like, what? What? I was like, this is fabulousness. I was blown away. I was like, oh my God. Okay, what is this? I'm getting these butterfly feelings. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what is happening? And so I was like, this is like my first true little boy crush. Like, this is crazy. So we connected. And then we ended up meeting up. I think we went to dinner somewhere. And I was like, Okay, that was cool. We end up back in my dorm room and it was so much fun. He's just hot as fuck. Mitch, you already know, like, like I've already got your permission to say your name in this, but you already know, like you were hot as fuck. You still are. But um, it is basically like, I was like, oh my God. And then like, we go back to my dorm room and then, oh my God, what's happening? These feelings. And then my heart is beating out of my chest and he's sitting beside me on the bed and oh my God, what is happening? Oh my God, oh my God. 
And then I get kissed. And then I was surprised that I didn't punch him in the face. <laughs> like I thought I would do if a, a, a man kissed me because I'm not gay. You know, it, I'm not gay. It's only gay if the balls touch, you know. <laughs> but I was like, whoa. And, and then I was shaking. He was just like, how you feel? I was just like, I was just kind of wondering why I'm not like pushing you away. And then just kind of one thing led to another. And here we are. So it was what it was. And then I was like, oh my, is this going to go somewhere? But then he was still with this person. Totally cool. But then in that, like you know, I kind of was a little heartbroken. I was just like, oh, maybe I could be like, I didn't know, like at the time, I was like, maybe I could be a threat for Maybe he'll leave this person. No, 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 no. I was just being stupid. I was infatuated and it was just a little thing. And, but it was my first little boy crush. It was also my first true experience with a guy. It blew my fucking mind. And, uh, <laughs> and it was also my first time I, I, I ever experienced true heartbreak, I think, and all that stuff. And, um, but what was really cool is I was able to do all that. And no one knew. The world didn't fucking end. I didn't feel guilty for it for the first time. I didn't feel this sense that I'd done something wrong. I finally, for the first time, felt like I'd done something right. And it felt good in more ways than one. Not just the physical, but like everything, like emotionally. Like, oh, so good. So anyways. So, you know, I lived and had a blast my freshman year. but And so I got to explore this new side of me but I did it kind of secretly. I didn't tell anybody. And I was just like, you know what? I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm away. I'm going to just see what this is. I'm going to do now what high schoolers got to do all four freaking years. So I just got, you know, I had, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. All right, here we go. But I did it secretly. You know, I was this person, but I was a little bit secret about it. That was until right after my true first sex experience. And when I had my STD scare, and which was quite fucking hilarious, and it ended up not being STDs, but you're gonna shit your pants whenever you, you like it's oh god, it's so funny. Um, and I had to like I freaked out, and I had to tell my best friend Stacy. Oh my god, I love you so much, Stacy's mom. It's got it going on. Oh my god, we like tormented her with that song, but like I was terrified. I was like, oh my god, like this is what you get for doing this stuff. Now you're being punished and you're freaking out and you cannot do this alone and you're freaking out and you're like, Josh, you're about to tell your best friend. Like you're about to tell your first true person like that's not gay, you know, that's not trying to sleep with you. Like, and I'm like, not only distraught about this, but I'm like, I'm like literally about puking. I'm like, oh my God. So I call her up and I'm like, Stacy. Like, I mean, freaking out, freaking out. And I'm like, girl, I was like, you need to come over here. And so she comes out of my dorm room. And I am a mess, honey, a mess. So I'm like trying to tell her, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm like nervous. So I'm here I am. I'm like about to tell my first heterosexual. I'm about to tell my first breeder my secret. Oh, God. And I'm like literally like shaking in my boots. So she sits down on the bed. I'm just like, sit down. And I'm like heavy breathing. Like I'm running. A, well, who am I kidding? Like just walking to the fridge. I get heavy breathing now. But I'm like, oh my God. Like I'm about to tell my person. And I don't know how this is going to go. So I literally, I was like, Stacy, I'm gay. And I guess you're just going to have to tune in for uh, 
episode two to continue this little story of unapologetically me there, sweetie. Hmm. I know. Don't you just hate me right now? You're like, oh my God, how could you leave me up to a clip like that, Joshua? But you know what? Got to give you a reason for you fuckers to come back. So here we go. So there's up a little story. Um, up until now where it was just like, oh, this, I was this person that society wanted me to be. And it was fun. had some good times, but it just wasn't serving my purpose. And then now this person's about to expose something, this secret side. And it's terrifying. And I think you'll be shocked at what my friend said. I know I was. It's not what you think. So with that, I'm going to leave you on that little thing. And I appreciate all y'all tuning in. I hope this was not completely boring. I don't think it was. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it and be like, okay, cool, cute. Probably not going to edit it because I don't give a fuck. But yeah, so that's part of my journey. So I guess you're going to tune in next week. So on that note, let's take the last little, you know, swig of tea here. And, uh, That's the last drop of that tea, sweetie.